It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 12, Robot. The bad audio edition. As you'll find out, we get to the end, my mic uh, goes. It starts to give a lot of uh, crackling and popping and, and just sort of annoying buzzing sounds. So apologies for that. I think um, it works, though. You should be able to listen to the whole uh, episode without uh, blood coming out of your ears. Uh, generally, if blood is coming out of your ears, you got to call a doctor. That's it's just not as important to... Uh, well, you know, bring the podcast with you. You know, you're going to probably be in the waiting room. Just hope your uh, insurance covers it. It's not something out of network uh, that can make the blood come out of your eyes. So anyway, enjoy Robot. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jerk, Debbie? The Charlie's been working properly is capable of many amazing things. Reverse the polarity of the neutron flows, and the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a unity. It's like a person. Resulting reaction. Hi, we're back. This is uh, the old Doctor Who show, the classic Doctor Who review podcast hosted by That's Eric. Eric Grissom over there. I'm Eric. And this is Dan Johnson here. Hey, guys. Hey, Dan Johnson. That was probably the tightest intro we've ever had. I Do we have to have like a... The tightest. Yeah, do you think we need like a tagline? Like, should we always be saying like, we're reviewing, we're watching old episodes of Doctor Who so you don't eh. have to. You know, I you to say the same thing so people uh, know what no. show they're listening to because somehow they've come up come Right, where they just randomly. flipped across the radio dial and came to us. Um. I've been doing a lot of research on branding, <laughs> um, and I think that it's important that we set No, I, I think we ought to just... Uh, How are you, Dan? Hey, I'm great. I'm doing, doing great. There was some news, some Doctor Who news. Well, I guess it's not really news, um, but you had talked, uh, texted me about it, the uh, actress from yeah. Agent Carter wanting to do um, Doctor Who. Can you tell me well, about that? Because I actually don't, I know what Agent yeah, Carter Hayley is. Yeah, Atwell. But I've never watched any of those Marvel TV Well, she shows. was also in the movie. She was in, uh, Haley Atwell was um, uh, Agent Carter in the first, no, in the first Captain America. Yeah. So she was from the 1940s. She was the redhead. Oh, okay. Uh, really. Yeah. Movie star, beautiful uh, woman, great actress, British actress, and uh, now Marvel, since they have uh, 3,000 properties going on every different medium possible, they have the Agent Carter TV show that also takes place in that time period after Captain America is frozen. Anyway, it came out that on Twitter, I guess she does this sort of like, you know, ask me anything sort of thing on Twitter, and someone asked her, would she ever want to be on Doctor Who? And she responded, I want to be Doctor Who, was her quote. Um, and it's just, you know, Twitter's just like, hey, yay, because every time we talk about a new Doctor, people kind of get really excited. Not that we're necessarily ready for another one. We have Capaldi probably for at least another season after this one, I would guess. I don't think it's been announced. Yeah, Matt, Matt Smith was three, four years? Four, three because years. it was... Because it was the... Yeah, they divided them up. It was up. divided up, and there was a huge hiatus in between, so that's that's hard to say, Three like full seasons, and there's the Christmas. Yeah, so there is no standard. At no, this I mean, point. Uh, there's a quote from back in the classic series that three seemed to be the optimal number for a, a, an actor to play the Doctor. But who did three? No one. I think it was actually right. an excuse to fire <laughs> a, one of them. Um, yeah. Colin Baker, I think, was 
<laughs> yeah. Every, everybody goes by three. That's totally fine. But anyway, so, but, you know. so the Agent Carter thing was uh, Haley Atwell would be great. I think it's. I think it'd be really interesting to see a female doctor. Everyone always says this, but I think it'd be great to see a, a female doctor. The only variation we have in doctors are whether they're English or Scottish, and if they're yeah. older or younger, and that's it. And otherwise, it's a white guy. So it'd be really nice to see something a little bit different. Right. Um, I mean, we have the master has now switched genders. So yeah, yeah. I, I it's whoever's you know. I have no problem with that. That would be uh, cool. They got to mix it up a little bit. Although I would love, and I've said this to you before, I feel like Steve Coogan would be an amazing doctor. I love yeah. all things Steve Coogan. He's like one of my favorite, funniest people in the world. <laughs> you know, because it would be great, because then it would make that scene in the... Did you see the trip? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, no. The, oh, you got to go yeah, watch that movie. Yeah. It's yeah. it's amazing. There's a scene in the trip where Steve Coogan's on the phone with his agent, and his agent's got him a, a gig appear guest starring a Doctor Who. And he's like, I don't want to do Doctor <laughs> Who. And it's like this really touching sort of scene about like where he is right, with his right, career right, 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 and all right. the kind of things going on and if then he ended up as doctor it would feed right back into that and that's what i like i like things feeding back that... into each other but i'm not familiar with this actress but as far as a woman or whoever being it doesn't matter check her out she's great i think she's really good of of the of the marvel shows like there's the the other marvel agents of shield that show's pretty crap it got all convoluted and shitty they've kind of rebooted it a little bit and it's it's a little bit better but agent carter was solid the other thing i noticed is on on her at replies on twitter when she had said i'd love to be doctor who someone corrected her and said well first thing it's the character's name is the doctor and she said i stand corrected which is not actually true in the title sequences of the original classic series including this one that we're going to review today it says yeah it doctor, doctor who, who uh, tom baker so uh yeah. i burned that guy's house down yeah and and plus just, so that guy really needs to say something i know he just something. needed to get in there like, and be like hey come on hey girl <laughs> technically um, like you don't have yeah. yeah technically it's but uh yeah that would be cool i mean we'll see what happens i i feel like uh steven moffat recently in some interview or something hinted at that as a poss i mean as They'll a possibility. Always... There's lots of that talk about these things of being course. possibilities, but whether or not they actually right. happen. Yeah, didn't Peter Davison come out and say he was not for it? Like, everybody sort of has to weigh in Did on I... this junk. Um, because the Doctor's always been a man, and therefore you can have a new time. Like, that's always the counter-argument, is just make new characters. You don't have, you know, you don't have to... You keep this character, and then you introduce a new character. Doing. I don't know. Or whatever, I, but... That there's, there's this criticism that, that Moffat can't write women well. And to some extent, I agree with that. I mean... They end up being ciphers. They end up being, you know, just empty vessels for him to like pour whatever into. They're, they don't really have much agency of their own, to some extent. I mean, I think the the actors playing these female parts bring a lot to it. So even if on the page it's a little bit dead, I think they they handle that well. But I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there aren't any f- women writers on the show, right? Ooh, that's a good question. I know there's been female directors, but I don't know as far as like the usual writing crew of people that are writing right. modern. Who is it I all? Dudes? I actually never really checked through the writing credits. I feel like it is, but I don't yeah. know. I don't. Interesting. Don't quote me on that because that could be misinformation. Either nope. way, um, and also you were talking about just new who in general. I know we talked a little bit before about the way the arcs are yeah. structured. Or the well, storylines go into I, that I don't know. Number. I was just thinking. I was watching um, flipping channels and came across BBC America, and they're doing this whole countdown of uh, what they're calling, um, well, some of the the doctors' 
best moments. Uh, so doing a whole bunch of, of episodes leading up. So they did Blink. They did Waters of Mars. They did uh, End of Time. And I was just watching End of Time for the umpteenth time and just realized how much I liked the Russell T Davies years. And I, I wondered, cause I'm, I'm a fan of the, of the overarching story arcs yeah. across the entire season. I like like the re- little recurring motifs that build up to a final thing. And I, I wondered like, is there a yeah. comparison between Moffat's years and Davies years? Um, just to see like what those kind of, how they worked out. I, I always felt that like Moffat does spectacle mm-hmm. better. Um, and the character stuff, uh, is much better under. I'm always going to feel that way just because of Rose, Rose and Tenant, Rose and yeah, Rose and the Tenth Doctor is one of my favorite things ever. It's just the the best yeah. to me, like the best love story. Yeah, when he's leaving oh, her on the beach, like come don't, on, that's, don't do that's it. Some... And then they come back together again. Let's just... <laughs> just start crying. Let's do 45 <laughs> minutes of two so dudes in, crying. So in the Davies era, era, season one was Bad Wolf was the story arc, which I thought was fantastic. And that was so, so good. good because it did actually have yeah. clues throughout the season. There was references bad, and I sto- yeah, I totally through. stole that. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> Yeah, I took it, that in Dead oh, Horse in, in your have, daily like, life. The two-headed dog graffiti throughout yes. the thing. No, no, I mean I was like this thing is yeah, great. It's so good. I'm just Let's going I'm going to use something very similar to this and I love I love that because then when you and they Moffat did that a little well, bit Well, that's with the, the crack, other thing. So season where 1 you kept seeing first it, season of it, Davies was Bad Wolf that had things going throughout it. Season 5, series 5, which was Moffat's first was the Pandora, the crack in the wall. And that was the same thing. It was almost the exact yeah. same thing. You would just see the crack in every episode. And, but it was yeah. so blatant. That was really obvious. So they had those two things. Yes. And it was very, it was forced, very and, forced. And you knew it was com- – but like with the no Bad idea. Wolf, when that – when he revealed that at the end, I was just – I was like – Well, it was great because then they do that whole flash. It's when, when Rose realizes that it's been a recurring thing. That's when the audience realizes. As opposed to Pandora with the crack in the wall, right. we're tipped from the very beginning and no one else knows. Like no one else really meant, notices it. Just like, hey, here's the shot of the crack. Right. But then, like, series two, there was the Dalek invasion, and, and that's Rose's ending. But there was not really any overarching arc for that series. Series three, there really wasn't anything except for the end when the master comes in with the uh, uh, the sound of the drums. and But that, you know, he takes mm-hmm. the, the Dalek invasion there again, obviously. Series four had, well, that, had the Doctor yeah, Donna. which But with season three yeah. to back up, though... Um... Because it's, but you've watched this more recently than I have. They did do that build up with the master, as far as like the election posters, right? Weren't they yeah. throughout the whole season no, I, where you kept seeing? They do, yes, there are a few, but it's that was season three. Yeah, that's that's right. The master gets elected, and anyway, okay. No, that was the, anyway. Now I'm getting confused too. I just looked through all these. <laughs> Ser- I honestly, I think we need to restructure yep. the podcast. Fifteen twenty minutes of time. <laughs> And then the rest of the time is just going up. Uh, I think. I think. I you see the thing is I didn't do the read, <laughs> but and then yeah. Um. Anyway, so that was it. I mean, series series four had the Doctor Donna that actually had some stuff going throughout it. Then you know Pandorica. The next series was Melody Pond River Song with Silence, which that wasn't even that wasn't one of those hinted things. It was just a, the blatant thing they're talking about. Series right. seven Impossible Girl that's throughout. Series eight didn't really have anything i don't know it's just it was just interesting i think you're right that that davies did these things more subtly and better but and it was more character based yeah and i, I like both yeah, of them they're nothing very different, very different certainly nothing against uh it's just what i prefer i like 
sort of the character emotional yeah. stuff. That's my own opinion. Yeah. All right. So should we speaking of spectacle? That's the um and giant metallic thing. Best segue that, ever. That, that was amazing. Out. Should we jump into the yeah, robot machine? Let's go right into robot. Let's go back to 1974. I'm gonna hit do the it. button, Dan. I'm gonna oh, hit it. Yeah. I got the launch. I got do the it. launch codes. Lieutenant Sullivan, Stop. emergency. Come to the lab at once, please. What's he talking about? It's something that happened when we first met. I tell you, Brigadier, there's nothing to worry about. The Brontosaurus is large and placid. Is the patient, sir? And stupid. If the square on the hypotenuse equals the sum of the square on the other two sides, why is a mouse when it spins? <laughs> Never did know the answer to that one. Excuse me, sir. The daily reports. Take him to the sick bay. I'll make a proper examination there. What's happening? Who's... That, Mr. Benton, is the doctor. You mean he's done it again? This is Robot, 1974. This is Serial 1 of Season 12. This uh, particular storyline was written by Terence Dix, directed by Christopher Barry. Now, the story editor has become Robert Holmes, whom Terence Dix had been the story editor. Previous to this... Dix is on the way out. I think this is the last episode for Terrence Dix. So it's kind of interesting where you're swapping, whereas Robert yep. Holmes was writing a lot of the scripts before. With Terrence Dix, it's a story editor. Now uh, Dix is writing, and Robert Holmes is the new story editor. In this tale... This is also the last uh, This is the last story produced by Barry Letts, who had a, a big run there for oh, a while as well. That is true. In this particular tale, the Doctor regenerates into his fourth form and is put under the care of Harry Sullivan... Meanwhile, Sarah Jane plans on doing an expose on a science agency called Think Tank, and that is the National Institute for Advanced Scientific Research, uh, which, you know, those letters don't stand for Think Tank, so it's just two names uh, used together. While the doctor investigates a strange burglary of plans for a disintegrator gun. So that's basically covers the broad strokes of this episode. We've got a lot of new characters here. We've got uh, Harry... Sullivan, we should talk about, we've seen him before in Carnival of Monsters. Do you remember him? He was the guy on the ship. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was the guy on the ship that was like the captain. Same actor, not the same character. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 sure, yeah. sure, so sure, he, sure. He makes yes. a yes. return did, here now as a unit medical yes. officer uh, who's going to become a companion. Right. Um, but this is the first time we've seen this, yes. this character. Yes, the first, first time. time he shows up and yeah, our, okay. he's already sort of best friends with them. We've got the whole think tank group. Led by Hilda Winters, uh, a great character, who's also a secret Nazi of some kind. A.K.A. <laughs> secret science Nazi. A.K.A. Velma from Scooby-Doo. Yes, yeah, if Velma had gone wrong, if things had gone terribly wrong. Uh, jinkies, lying against the wall. Uh, people were getting executed under her reign. Yep. <laughs> We've got Kettleworth, who, again, like, thank you, Einstein, for setting the standard of what all uh, scientists will look like from, from here to the end of time. Uh, we've got... I'm, I don't want to jump ahead too much here, but that guy was the best part of the episode. Yeah. He, he was, was fantastic. Awesome. Everything about him was yeah. actually Velma was really great yeah. too. From his shaking hands yeah. uh, to yes. yeah, to his um, 
to the Coke bottle yeah, glasses. To his character arc, not quite. A lot of, lot yeah, of eye acting. Don't quite understand how all this stuff adds up with uh, the reveal that happens with him, but we'll get to that. We've got K1, a yeah. robot, which I thought was cool because are you familiar with K9? So this is K1. Like yes, the first, that was going to yeah, talk about that too. In, very in excited. That was very cool. Yeah, as soon as they said this is the K1 model, I was I, I jumped up and down a little bit. We've got the Brigadier who... Even though K9 is not necessarily one of my favorite characters. Oh, ever, come still, on. Great. Really? You will I, learn to love I, K9. I, I'm, I'm saying not one... Yeah. You have a lot of adventures right. with no, K9 I, I, coming, so uh, hold that. Just dial that back <laughs> a little wait. bit. We've got the Brigadier. We've right. got Benton is back for this one. We've obviously got Sarah yep. Jane. Benton with a yes, promotion. Which they make a point of, of ah, big putting a, a note about. For We've no got reason. Tom Baker for the first time, so we get a regeneration right off the bat uh, with a lot of callbacks, too, to Spearhead from Space, I thought, like you know him in the hospital and trying yep. to escape and all that yep. stuff. We've got – I think that's good. I think we pretty much covered all the main characters. Yeah. So what do you think? What was your – yeah. Impression of the first Tom Baker outing. Oh, so good. I love regeneration episodes. Uh, I like the seeing what the actor's going to do with the character for the first time because it's this weird meshing of where you know that they're going to end up being and what they're ha- paying homage to in the past. So you get this this nice little blend of the two. I just I think it's fantastic. Um, so that that sets me up already. To, yeah. To love and did the you pick up on the um, uh, Christopher Eccleston? Scene in Rose, Eccleston looks in the mirror, flips his ears up. He makes a comment about his ears, and Tom Baker does the same thing. Like it's, it's right. That's true. That's right. Eccleston's entire performance is is Tom Baker. Like I didn't realize how closely uh, Eccleston must have used Tom Baker as a template because the, the the performances are so incredibly similar, from like the facial expressions and the line delivery. It just it felt like Eccleston. In a, in a good way, not in any sort of rip-off sort of thing. It was just really cool to see. Just like Capaldi seems Capaldi seems to be like a first Doctor, third Doctor sort of guy that he's kind of going with. And Eccleston seems to be like fourth Doctor was his kind of I, re- anyway. I really wish we had gotten more than one season of Eccleston. I think he's one of the best. I think he's definitely overlooked um, part of the modern day Doctors go. I mean, that's all a conversation for another day. But he was he's still at the top sure. of, of my list. I thought that... The purposefully short one yeah, season, just, uh, he yeah, was amazing. because he, he he grew so much. There was so much nuance in it. Yes, I agree. But so yeah, yeah. so we get a lot of crazy. Uh, oh, about the rest of the rest of the plot. I mean, there's there's the the whole the point of view robot shots. Yes. With the, yeah. uh, watching the it clumsily yeah. supposed with to those, be like poor, oh, sad boy. looking claws that are just barely held on by uh, extension. The robot design seems like it was something that was amazing on paper. Because a lot of it looks great. Their like head, the head is area, great. The chest yeah. area, everything is great. Great, it's fantastic. The chest is cool with the everything on the front and the back of it. The arms are great until, until you. That's get where they ran the out of time. I think they were like building it or until like until the ha- just so pop them on, guys. The legs are are ridiculous. The feet are are crazy, and then those hands, which you need to pay a lot of attention to them because they're they are the only thing you see of the robot for the first right. episode is just the hands in the point of view shots, and they look. Ridiculous. It's um, like Futurama. Clamps. Clamp, yeah. clamp, clamp. That's It just has the little clampy hands. And they're <laughs> it was yeah, like, very that awkward. That was like the one area. You need to spend a little more time on the hands. Everything else is great. And like, yeah, it's like the la- they were totally, it seemed like they were out of time. We got to get this thing out and just glue the hands on. I don't care if it, they're hanging off. 
But, but back to, uh, speaking of callbacks, yeah, Tom, was, Tom Baker also yep. did a I'll talk to anyone bit on the phone, which made me laugh because that was a line that I love so much from that yeah. uh, Pertwee episode. Um, yeah, yeah, so, so the, 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 it's a pretty basic premise. I think that the, the storyline works. You've got this robbery that's for a disintegrator gun, and the disintegrator gun is used to kill the ambassador or some kind of uh, British guy holding the launch codes. You've got this whole secret yep. society or, you know, Nazi-like group of scientists that are sort of behind the whole thing. Yeah, loosely inspired by the yeah, Nazis. You know, like that scene with her, like, uh, at, it was like a Nazi rally at, uh, you know, school gymnasium where she's she's at the talent <laughs> show and she's just yelling. It was like an elementary school gymnasium. Uh, there, right, where do you like want to start? people in the audience, but it's There's a, a lot of, like, great things, especially in that Nazi scene when they hide Sarah Jane behind a couple boxes, old old cardboard boxes on the main floor. You're not, no one's going to see you there. How did they yeah. even get her in that room with all those people? That I don't was the know. best it's hiding crazy. place that they had for... I mean, I guess we could just go chronologically. And so so there's there's a, a, a theft at unit headquarters. Yes, stealing plans for the disintegrator. Ray plans. At which point, also, the brigadier admits and... that he has no friends to Sarah. Did you... Did you pick up on that part where he's got no one to talk to and he just starts telling Sarah, like, it's oh, government yeah, secrets because he's this, got yeah. nothing? Poor guy. Yeah, he was yeah. very sad in this She's episode. Like, I, I, don't even, I don't even work for yeah. UNIT. Uh, um, I mean, I don't want to skip over. I don't, I, is there more to say about the regeneration? I mean, it was, it's, it's such a, an important thing. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I don't it was a, it, a, not give it the, the time it deserves. To me, it, it was funny because it was, you know, you had the whole uh, – scene where he's changing his outfits and he's going in and out and coming out with these different crazier outfits yeah. so he finds you know the iconic long scarf and hat that that everybody associates with i mean and he's such a at least in america like whenever i thought of doctor who it was always tom baker i mean it was like that was you know for yeah and i, th- I feel like that's it was during tom baker's years that that uh, PBS started carrying right. Doctor Who. That's how Americans got introduced to it. Was during the Tom Baker years. So yeah, absolutely. That was yeah. that was my. And first I find that Doctor whenever was... I talk to, and I guess it's the the age of the person, but friends that I have from the UK are all Pertwee. Like that's the person that they always associate with mm. the show, and you know that probably makes sense for when they were of age. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it was cool. Like that you had that funny bit. You had scenes very similar again. I mentioned Spirit from Space, so he tries to escape and get to the TARDIS, and he's running around the halls, and he's doing all the things that Pertwee did uh, when he regenerated. Yeah. Um, it was good. I mean, I, I don't know what else yeah, we okay. need for that. That's great. All right. It was cool. Not so, a very tardis light episode, too, this one. I mean, even though in the beginning he tries to escape and get rid of these nuts, um, we don't ever really see the TARDIS until the very end. It's like, you know, it's one, another right, unit episode, right. um, very much on Earth. Well, it seems it seems to be the last of the unit episodes for a yeah. long time. And it makes sense cause... Uh, because the, the major, uh, the Brigadier is not going to appear for quite yeah. a while um, until like the next season. Um, so all of this is finally off right. of Earth for a while. They can go do some other stuff. Um, great. So, so right. So the, so the robot steals or something steals this thing. But again, I have I have this problem, and it's not a Doctor Who problem. It's just kind of lazy writing. Was that so? These plans are stolen, blah blah blah, and coincidentally, Sarah Jane wants to go do this expose of Think Tank, right, which, and the Brigadier can get her a pass to go do that. It's just 
<laughs> there had to be could they spend an hour just tossing ideas around to figure out how they can get these two things to work together instead of just being pure coincidence right. well then they do spend did that not bother they, you it bothers me like it's but just, they also spend time bit, to guys. put harry sullivan undercover in the uh, think tank think tank but for no real reason other than he gets yeah. captured like he never no gets reason. any information from that thing he just ends up captured no it was purely so that they he could be a hostage later. Put him in there. So they did spend time to give Mary, him a. You'd be a yeah, hostage. Ah, yeah, uh, reason. So they. Yeah, I, I, I see that, but I'm, I don't have as much of a problem with that as you. I just, you know, that's just. I mean, I go with it. Obviously, it just, it's fine. It gets us to where we need to go, but I just feel like if you had spent another hour with a couple more writers in the room, you could have figured out a really clever way to just like get past it and get into it. It's, yeah, yeah. So that bothers. Because you have no heart. Um, I don't. <laughs> I want logic, pure logic. So yeah, so so um, to your point. So then um, she's simultaneously investigating the same thing that the doctor is, and then they, they come together because you know once the doctor figures out he, he sees like crushed uh, flowers or whatever on the ground, this is a big thing. It's got to be something the size of it, so she can run and be like, "It's a robot! It's a giant robot! They've got a giant robot!" Uh, yeah. So anyway, so that's the plan, and the doctor figures out, "Hey, if they're stealing the plans, figure out what." are needed to build this thing and then put all your men on that, which they do. And it, you know, they forget. Right. So they're going to go guard the next, the next thing that they would need to build a disintegrator array, which was some focus generator thing. So they go and put sandbags on top of a bunker, <laughs> uh, and barbed wire up a place and get all dozen military guys. They have because you know, they're very short operates with about less than yeah, 20. They don't have a lot of people. Literally, well, no, no. Yeah, but, they they mentioned this, Eric. They mentioned this. Remember, uh, what's his name? Uh, he gets a promotion because the brigadier is supposed to have two guys under him. Yeah, but they because they don't have the budget it. for him, they just I'm, I'm not, him. Benton gets a promotion, and he's also spent some of the time serving everyone tea. Like they don't have a lot of people. There's that just one scene where he's just yeah. holding a tray of tea while they're talking about exposition. Like there's no. He just, I guess, needed something to do with his hands. Like, what if I just had a, what if I had the tea? What if I was just holding the tea? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so I think they're they're short on money. That's all. It's uh, a lot of budget cuts. Yeah. You know, probably because all the budget, all the all the money went to that nut job at the Nut Hutch uh, with his, you know, endless budget <laughs> for building uh, tasty fungus. They took up a collection. They took up a collection for uh, for his honeymoon uh, okay, with Joe. Right. So that really strapped their cash. It was a nice gesture, yeah. though. Um, yeah, so, that's what we're saying? Yeah, oh, so they, they have to go and protect the, the next the next thing, and there's the reveal of, so there's the reveal of the robot at the end of the first episode with, um, mm-hmm. Sarah Jane, and, uh, the robot's going to, must destroy, must destroy, um, and it turns out that it was a quote-unquote joke by the director. Yeah, she's dark. This actress was she's fantastic. Dark, yeah. The character was good, and I really liked the yeah, actress. Yeah, she was great. She was like, a, uh, and it wasn't just the haircut. Yeah, it was like a precursor to the Baroness or I mean, something. The haircut helped. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah exactly. it was. She was great, and like that whole yeah. that scene was great. And obviously, they're they're doing King Kong. Like they really play that up at the end that this is King Kong when they mm-hmm. make the robot gigantic. Oh, at the very end. Oh yeah. boy, that yeah. that's some good green screen. So you right get there. the whole thing Looks where like you know she shows. I think it's in episode one when this happens, and she shows sympathy. Or is that the, is that how episode two starts? Yeah, yeah. Because I think the cliffhanger, she's going to yeah. get killed or whatever. But she she this is like one of these tongue twisters. She sells she sells seashells by the seashore. Show, yeah, 
she shows sympathy, sympathy uh, to this creature, which gives them sort of a bond uh, that's going to carry us through uh, the reps of the episode. And this is K1 and Sarah Jane. And that sympathy, yeah, that sympathy was because the, uh, Velma, the, that's not her name, the director of the uh, think tank tried to yeah. demonstrate that the robot that the, couldn't, the robot couldn't get saying, his destroy her. She's an enemy. Prime directive. He was conflicted, couldn't get past the command versus his Just prime like directive Robocop. to not hurt people. It's exactly <laughs> the same as Robocop. Yeah, built by the same it's, company. A lot of people don't know that theft. yet. Um, and then we, we also find out um, that the... So that... I was going to say that... So, but that conflict is the thing that Sarah Jane seemed to say, oh, it looked like it was emotion. He was yes. in pain, this conflict between his programming and his directives and da 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 And that yeah. conflict yes. becomes... Because that's yeah. important, because that shows up several the times. The conflict becomes the major issue that the original scientist has with what think tanks doing and this is where for me the whole thing doesn't make any sense because we learn at the end that the scientist has been working with think tank the entire time he's the one that was able to reprogram the robot so that it could go against the prime directive uh not to hurt people because that was his it was his robot and he had said as a cover story they wanted to do these bad things right. with it, so I left. I'm going to go pursue other things. Why did they do all that um, stuff? Why no one could possibly? He could have just stayed working at know. Think Tank. Why, why the red herring? Yeah. Why and why does he tell them information that would lead them to destroy the group? Like it was like it was like a switch. You know, it was a whole like oh he turned out he was bad the whole time, but everything leading up to it didn't make sense for him to have been bad. It just that felt like why did he leave the place? For no real Why is he reason. having these conversations with the robot when the robot tries to kill him that he's really concerned about him? And he didn't need to do any of that. He could have just been some weird scientist at the factory or at the think tank and still accomplished his goals. Well, because he, because they needed him at the end. He's the one that has the, the crisis of conscience at the end. Of, we can't actually go through with this plan. Sure. I believe in your goals. Society should be run by scientists, blah, blah, blah. But we can't really blow up the world, so I guess they just need to have some sort of. Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know that they just needed more for this guy to do. I think they just wanted this guy to be in every single. <laughs> and he was shaking because he's, he's so nervous. Like he was, he was giving it his all. He was great. More, more of him. Yeah, more of him yeah. and more of um, uh, what's the woman's name? Hilda Winters. Velma. She was a great villain. Now it's Velma. Great villain. Jinkies. So. And then the other thing is that – so it turns out through Sarah's investigation of this this other uh, society of what – was, what was the Nazi, – not Nazis? We're not Nazis. Oh, yeah. That was the um, um, Reform Society, Scientific Reform Society, the SRS. And they SRS. had their, they had the their own logo. The SRS. They do, yeah. And they have their own uniforms the too. So Sarah goes goes to – the, their headquarters and uh, meets the douchiest douche yeah, of the, of the world. Guys trying to explain, like, well, you're just a woman, and uh, is that really a uh, the right thing for you to be wearing? And where's my dinner? So, so there was that coincidence too, and the, of course, the nutty professor is, is a member of, yeah, of that so, group of that organization, and that's when the whole reveal happens. Yeah, but so, yeah, the fact that they're having a big a big rally of twenty people and they're all wearing brown uniforms with their nice SRS logos is yeah just. It's just over the top. Enough. It was perfect, and there's like certainly a lot of that, and we get with the Daleks and everything else. So like, you know, it's still yeah. it's not that far off from World War II at theme. this point um, in the 70s. I mean, you know, that was what 
that's only 25 years yeah. later, I guess. So that's still a lot yeah. of people. People, people aren't over it yet for some reason. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, and Nazis make great villains because um, they're just pure evil. Um, all right. So then the doctor also good. learns about the the scientist and, and he goes to visit him and he has a conversation where he sort of corrects him on his al- alternative energy program. And they sort of have a, a bit of a rapport right. uh, between the two of them. And you think, oh. The doctor is also driving Bessie, which I guess is probably maybe one of the last times we see. Yeah, that and was the nice. license plate says who? Probably, yeah. Did you know the license plate said who? So there's a Doctor Who reference again that he is. There is a shot. Yeah, there's there a shot. Is, you see yeah. the license plate and it's WHO. Did it pl- always say that? I just never realized no. it. I don't. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes here. I'll take a screenshot of that. I feel like it did that. before. It may have, but it just, yeah. you know. I think I, I feel like Bessie did have some sort of plate like that before. I feel like they did that shot before, but I don't recall. Okay, so then there's the last twist. Then there's the last twist in the plot that just seems so unnecessary. But you alluded to it before that there's that the the metal in the robot oh, is yeah. some sort of living metal. It's living the, metal, the professor yeah. called it. And with enough energy, it's able to take an, a metal around it. And, it can grow and, and shrink, regenerate. So. So the uh, brigadier, it's impervious to bullets, obviously. Of course it is. So the brigadier has the disintegrator weapon, shoots it. That gives it enough energy to grow to yes, enormous and becomes proportions. quite the King Kong. Um, that we were, they were hammering, hammering that yeah. analogy home. They do a, yeah, they do a full Fay Ray uh, thing with Sarah Jane, picking her up, putting her on top yeah. of a building. It's the entire, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's super silly, uh, but good. But I don't understand, like, the whole thing with the, why do we need this metal virus thing as well? I, I don't know. It, yeah. it seemed like an overly com- convoluted plot for no good reason. But that's okay. I mean, you, it, they wanted it to be in, liked they it. wanted it, it just, to be indestructible, was... um, but you also had to have a way of destroying yeah. it. So they get a bucket. The doctor yeah. Yeah. comes up with the virus or whatever that uh, can affect this living metal within the lab. While we've had right. – mo- we also were sort of skipping over the part where the uh, – the robot, the whole purpose of getting the robot and getting the disintegrator gun was because the disintegrator gun was the only thing that could open up a safe that had launch codes in it, I guess, whatever. So they get the launch codes, and at this point, all of the major powers, China, uh, the Soviet Union, and the United States, have given all of their launch codes for all their nuclear weapons to England, and England is going to release them if anyone steps out of line. Which doesn't make a lot of sense either, because if one of the countries does step no. in line, you would release no. the launch codes, and then everybody, the whole world, would be destroyed. I don't know what the deterrent I, factor yeah. of that is. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't think the geopolitics was right. Sound I, in this somebody case. needed to do a couple of more uh, uh, meetings, I think, just to figure out that they they figured out they got in the best treaty. So anyway, so they get it. They go to a secret bunker, this uh, Nazi science group, and they have they're going to launch all of the uh, nuclear weapons, basically take the world out and then take it over somehow. So we have multiple scenes where the countdown rule, whatever's left. Yeah, of there's the multiple times where yeah. there's a countdown going and the countdown is stopped. So at one point, the doctor has a, as you mentioned, a change of heart. He realizes these people are horrible. He saves the day before getting destroyed by the, the professor, the nutty before professor destroyed does. by yeah. the robot. Mm-hmm. Then the, how does it happen? The other time, Oh, the doctor... The robot decides. You, but there's also the time that the... The robot decides yeah, that... But the doctor figures out they're probably going to relaunch the missiles and to to, op, to, to right. uh, institute the fail-safe, where they contact... Yes, within, yes. This is all within, like, two hours. They're, they're able to, like, contact 
China, the United States, and the Soviet Union and have them turn all their – deactivate all their missiles so that the codes don't work. Just unplug the missiles. Yeah. Just unplug them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you have this whole thing going on. And that part didn't make any sense either when they did rescue everyone and then nobody was watching the robot or Sarah – and then the robot took Sarah, and they're right. looking for them, but no one's looking inside except for the one dude that's just, like, walking around, and they're like... <laughs> right. No, they're checking the woods. They're checking the woods for miles around. They thought maybe they maybe went on holiday. Send a couple guys inside uh, yeah, to I don't, I don't figure know that out. Um, yeah. Well, you guys hopefully are listening to this have seen this episode. It was a good episode. It's not my favorite It was a good episode. episode. It accomplishes a yeah. lot for setting the tone of Tom Baker... I think it's it does what it needs to do in a good way, and it's funny, and I I like. Yep. Even though we don't really oh, see, we have the introduction of Harry. the uh, we have the introduction of the jelly babies. Yes. in this one too. Although I feel like this actually they've mentioned such, yeah they mentioned jelly babies too in the past, but yeah, this is definitely Tom Baker's thing. This is the, yeah yeah you definitely yeah. associate the, I do anyway Absol- associate. Yeah. Would you like Absol- a jelly baby with, with Tom Baker? And that's we we that's meet one. two new uh, we meet one new companion Harry. Um, who yep. just sort of they put push him on the TARDIS at the end. I don't know if they necessarily established a relationship between the three of them. I mean, Sarah and Harry, I guess they spent some time as prisoners. It didn't really seem like Sarah wanted him to come. It, it was just like, I guess we're going to bring him. She didn't really. Yeah, seem all that he was like, about yeah, it. go. Like the doctor had basically just, the doctor had basically just convinced her to come along. Like it wasn't even a sure thing that she wanted to right. do this anymore. And she's going to come come with him. And she's all smiles and like, hey guy, you want to come too? She's like, <laughs> But I thought it was just you and yeah, I thought we were going to go. I guess, yeah. Yeah, it was a little weird. Um, so we, no, we do anymore. introduce him. But I love Yeah, a lot of stuff gets compli- uh, accomplished. Yeah. I thought the robot, the the major points were really cool. Like, I like the secret. I like secret societies and all that kind of stuff. So the whole secret science thing I thought yeah. was cool. I don't know if we ever see that SRS group again. I hope we do because um, I think that – they live, right? How, how does how do what's the fate of the bad guys? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I, I think they I think they're captured. Right, but they're, they're all captured, alive, so they could they could reappear. I think so. Yeah, um, they could. Or we could write some fan we, fiction that oh could my still God, be I'm canon. Doing that right so, now, it's cool. It's yeah, it's know, a sexier version because there's like you know uh, sure, here come sure. the launch codes. A little something. Yeah, the launch daddy. codes are in your pants. Yeah, because it. All right. So what I do you it. think? I, I mean, I, uh, I'm giving it a thumbs up, but not it's my a good favorite. Episode. Oh, is that our is that our rating system? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a thumbs up as well. Yeah, it was it was a it was a good solid episode. Um, it moved quickly. It was you know it it was not one of these things with this flabby and bloated extra stuff going on. Little com- little convoluted, but okay, it's fine. The performances were really good, so yeah. that didn't matter. Everyone was great. All the uh, how actors and actresses were yeah, great. Yeah, great. Was the guy that um, yeah. so yeah. that was her assistant was Hilda Winter's assistant? His name was Arnold Jellicoe. Has he been on the show before? Because the actor yeah. looked very familiar. Like maybe we've seen him standing around a plastics factory at some point in the past. He, yeah, he, exactly. He looked he looked like one of the guys from Terror of the Autons, yeah. but I don't think that was him. I think it was a different actor. But it definitely looked like the wormy guy from right. Terror of the Autons. So it was good. So I, I, yeah. Oh, the other thing we didn't, the thing we didn't mention yeah. that we wanted to mention from last time as well was the title. Sequence. Oh yes, I'm glad you brought that up because we missed um, that. So, They've changed it up yeah. a, two twice now since they changed it up a, quite a bit, talked, or since we we started the show. Yeah. So we had like yeah, that so wrap around effect, and now we have this 
sort of three-dimensional push tunnel thing. effect. So the last revision of the title sequence before this was Pertwee, um, where you had this kind of tunnel sequence where it came in on Pertwee's face, the yeah. reveal, like they do in almost all of them, and it kind of pushes back, full reveals body. his full body. And then his silhouette, his silhouette becomes the time tunnel with these kind of sharp angles. And then, and that's when the logo was redesigned to a, a diamond as well. So this one is very similar, except you got the, the Tom Baker face, obviously, for the Doctor. But the, the vortex, the tunnel, is the TARDIS shape right. instead of the Doctor's shape. As well as some like really cool smoky effects, uh, kind of like uh, a rock with you, uh, Michael Jackson sort of thing going on it was nice yeah. i liked it i i what was that face? no you were breaking up so i didn't hear anything you were saying uh a little back uh inside oh, good, baseball good. No, here for people anything. listening at home we do uh video while we're talking to each other and so uh, dan had frozen in like this weird face and i just I, yeah it was something like that that he's doing now it's great great uh okay. make reference to yeah. vi- visuals it's visual a, humor a for a podcast media but i i think i got the gist of everything you're saying anyway, it's a great opening but i also want to talk about the end credits because that is one of my favorite yeah. sequences of all of doctor who and that is what burned into my brain as a child because i would watch the show and fall asleep while it was on and wake up and you'd see that like spinning white tunnel with the the Sort of like the yeah. oil-like effect. That is just amazing. With the song playing and that image, it's no wonder I made some of the life decisions that I made uh, through my teenage and uh, young adult years. Uh, fa- fascinating. Yeah. I love that. And I think this that end sequence, I believe, is new for Robot, right? That was not in the um, last Pertwee episode we saw. That's a good question. I feel like that's new t- That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, because I usually, honestly, to tell you the truth, I'm, I'm watching this on, on Hulu or Netflix, but usually Hulu, and it does the autoplay okay. and jumps to the next one, so I just have to stop it before it goes on. So I don't know if I actually caught the, title, the end gotcha. sequence in this one, but sure. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that is just wonderful um, art right there. So yeah, I mean, it's good, good stuff. Now we're, yeah. we're off into space. I mean, the next one we're doing is Ark in Space. Yeah, we're off and running. Which is... a Awesome, episode. which is the next actual story. Yeah, and we're we're going to be covering. Right, I think this is the first time we've re- we're ever doing three in a row. So we're seeing Robot Ark in Space, and then um, the Santaran. Uh, is it the Santaran Experiment? I think that's the name of it. Uh, which are the yes. first three of right. season? Yeah, Santaran Experiment. The first three of this season. So we'll see. We'll we're going to see actually almost all of Tom Baker's first season. Genesis of the Daleks. I don't think yeah. follows Santaran Experiment. So I hope you guys all uh, oh, that's fine. That's stay fine. with us and do that because that is that all is right. pretty cool. Um, yeah. So as you know, if you are a fan of this podcast, please tell. Oh, you know what, dude? I'm all over the place. But Genesis, Genesis of the Daleks does follow the Suntaran experiment. So we are going Man, to see we're just do all everything. Of Let's just do all of seventy four. Well, we just we would have we would have to add Revenge of the Cybermen. And we would do the whole 12th season. Nope. You're cutting it off. So we're nope. doing everything from season 12 except for <laughs> Revenge of the Cybermen. Sorry, Cybermen. Yeah. Sorry, Cybermen. The point is, if you go to theolddoctorwhoshow.com, you click on schedule, you're going to see everything we have coming up. As you'll see, the next one is Ark in Space. That's available for you on Netflix and Hulu Plus, so you have no excuses. And the episode after that is going to be the Suntaran Experiment. So today is 826, right? No, 
this Wednesday when this goes up is 826. So expect our next episode, I believe, on September 9th. So get to watching. Uh, Again, I think I was in the middle of saying it. If you do like this show, please uh, tweet about it and like it and share it and do whatever. Because, you know, we're trying to grow an audience and uh, you guys can help us do that. Cool. You can follow me on Twitter at egrissom. And if you want to get in touch. Yeah, I cut you off. Yeah, you can follow me at... at, uh... No one follows you. Stop it. Uh, and I'm at uh, Dan J. NJ. You can also uh, email us um, from the website uh, or at, what is it? The old Doctor Who show at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, send us a um, send letter. Us emails. We love getting those from you guys. It could be a criticism. Yeah, or you can send us a postal letter. Yeah. No, there won't be nope, no, no PO. No criticisms. Uh, okay, great. Cool. So we will see you guys in guys, three weeks. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Friends. Um, yeah, anything else, Dan? You want to say anything on the, the way out? You hate Doctor Who, that's weird. Hi, <laughs> oh, is that good? Hey, how are you? Very good. You, you uh, emailed me, you asked me to call. Can you hear me, Greg? Uh, I can't. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Okay, I'll stay here. Right, uh, Doctor Who. Oh, Do- very, Doctor Who. Very keen again. What, is it the baddie? Yeah. I don't want to do British TV. Well, I mean, all you need is... You just need one film, Steve, and that will... That will prepare you. I've done ten. You need the right film. You see, you've got a, you've got a huge amount of momentum behind you. Yeah, you get, you get momentum when you're going downhill. <laughs> well, yes, but... I want to be in films. Good films. Uh, where exactly are you at the moment? Where... I'm in the trough of Boland. Rather appropriately, Greg. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a trough. Literally and metaphorically. Yeah, is, is Misha with you? Is she enjoying it? Yes, she's, yes, she's, yes, she's.